You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. <laughs> I know you. I know that's what you're going to go after. It's a very elaborate story. It is. But on that note, welcome to this week's edition of The Couch Bro Tato. I'm Alex Morrison. And this week we're going to be talking about the Matt Groening universe, Simpsons and Futurama. You guys like to cry? <laughs> Simpsons doesn't make you cry too much. They've, they've got a couple little tear tearjerker moments. If you go back and watch uh, when he meets God, it's fucking sad as shit. I think God it, with all fingers, by the way. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, without getting too deep into it, because I'm sure it'll be a segment on this one. I, I still think the uh, do it for her. That is that is one of the rougher episodes. Yeah, I like um, that one still. Uh, but yeah, going into the series, you know, it came out in uh, 1989. Yep, that's right. Uh, I'm exactly the same years old as the simpsons no shit yeah now are you going from a tracy ullman era or fox debut fox debut of 1989 okay but yeah it originally started as a short on the tracy ullman show of all things yeah, on HBO. yeah. and so when you watch those early have you seen those tracy ullman shorts yeah. they yeah. are weird they are they're, they're, they're it's just concept stuff it's all pilot stuff that it kind of reminds you of what um uh, when you see like Seth MacFarlane when he was trying to pitch Family Guy before it was Family Guy, it was just the guy and his dog. Yeah, and had like a Disney quality to it with the big eyes and like the that way is, it moved. Yeah, that is very odd. Basically but Brian made, basically has the same voice. Yeah, and it's all it's all the same. It's all just pilot stuff. We actually, you know, Fox is actually known for this. Uh, so they introduce a lot of shows that have a lot of spinoff stuff. So one of the things they created was um, there was a spinoff of the Cosby Show. Uh, different world which became syndicated on fox that's something i grew up watching or almost yeah. like fresh prince of bel-air and family matters family matters is actually a spinoff of another show mm-hmm. um, and key and peel key and peel wouldn't be here if they didn't star in mad tv and all the skits therein so it, it's really cool to see that this is not really a spinoff like the simpsons is a spinoff but futurama being an original idea but still the same artwork you know a lot mm-hmm. of great voice actors are carried over and the animation i just love the animation do you know the reason why they're yellow uh i believe that was just to contrast against the color of the walls or something like that so the reason they are yellow is uh they're not the same yellow as they were in the Tracy Ullman show. It's right. a darker, like mustard yellow. Mm-hmm. They're bright yellow because yellow catches the eye and causes anxiousness when they were channel surfing. Okay. I, well, the anxiousness, I don't think, really played too much of a part but of it. Like, yeah, yellow is a striking it's, 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 color. It's, it's a striking color, but yeah. it also creates anxiousness when you see too much of it. Right. Um, a good re- reminder of this is I lived in a house that was yellow <laughs> inside, and it was piss yellow, like pass a drug test piss yellow, and I was just like, this is very uncomfortable. <laughs> My room was blue. <laughs> and like, I had a blue room too. And the, and the living room was yellow Ooh. with the kitchen being yellow. And you walk in, it's just like everything seems a lot smaller than it is. <laughs> and then you got people over, you're just like, they're going to fucking rob me. <laughs> 
but no, uh, <laughs> they uh, they realized very early on that um, because of uh, uh, what is it called the people that the little remember the little boxes people would put to their TVs and record what they watched um, Nielsen boxes. Yes, I was part of that. Yeah, um, and so um, they noticed very quickly that anything that was bright yellow would stop someone from surfing just mm-hmm. long enough to see what the fuck it's looking at. Yeah. And that's why a lot of commercials, especially for cereals, are like flashy yellow and stuff like that back then. Well, now, yel- now it's yellow different. also uh, elicits hunger, which mm-hmm. is why you see a lot of fast food logos mm-hmm. that have yellow hues to it. Yeah. Taco Bell, McDonald's, Burger King, all of them have Bug a yellow. Jackals. Yeah, all of them have a oh, yellow uh, hinge to it. Shout out to Burger King for giving me the worst fast food meal I've ever had last night. Oh, God damn it. It was awful. It had nothing on it. What do you mean they had nothing on it? I ordered a Whopper, and there was nothing on it. It was just meat and bread. <laughs> wow. Did you report it? No, I don't care. No, you got to report that shit, and then you get a free meal. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you I'm give de- enough I- of shit to talk about on a podcast. It's just a podcast. <laughs> I'm the executive producer. I can say what I want. <laughs> I can say what the fuck I want. That's my Diet Coke. I made that. Yes, you did that. <laughs> I'm Dick Wolf. <laughs> but, um... I, at an early age, wound up kind of digging on uh, Simpsons, but it wasn't until I got older that I really appreciate Futurama. Yeah. I watched uh, the first episode of Futurama the day it came out, the night it came out. I was at my grandpa's house. Um, He was a big X-Files guy, so obviously we're watching Fox. Um, Well, Fox was the shit in the 90s and early 2000s. And I I watched it live for the first time because there was barely any fucking... From what I remember, advertisements really. Yeah, they they weren't they didn't have a lot of faith in Futurama. And I watched it. I can't say I loved it. It was just a show that was on, and because I gravitated to Family Guy when it came on after, oh, yeah. after a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, like I went back and would I started watching it again after the first season was completed because after season two finished, they started syndicating it a little bit more. Uh, just to make filler stuff because a lot of the Fox, Fox at that time were throwing everything against the wall, kind of seeing what sticks. And so you would see one episode of a show and it's just like, oh, this ain't coming back. Yeah. No. Why? Because people fucking hate it. <laughs> um, and plus, you know, all the other shows on television at that time were just kicking ass. It's, mm-hmm. You know, NBC had stopped doing their thursday night primetime lineup and stuff so like fraser was ending friends was on a hiatus there was just all this other stuff that was kind of collapsing in on itself from nbc and abc and cbs and fox was just like you guys like cops we got a show about cops you like bernie mac we got bernie mac fucking love bernie mac oh yeah he was the shit another bright yellow fucking intro yeah (laughs) Uh, but like bernie like the bernie mac malcolm in the middle these are all irreverent comedies where parents exist uh we talked about that in another episode <laughs> where it's a full family holy shit there's no dead fucking maybe, family. maybe a nuclear family but yeah. it's like yeah <laughs> oh hell fucking uh, fresh prince of bel-air was the uh, extended family and, yeah and it works out great but yeah so like in the animated series like nothing was the simpsons yeah nothing like came close then south park shows up mm-hmm. and south park is another adult animated show and even the getting the choppy waters of the first four seasons are kind of rough to watch, but it gets better and it gets oh, yeah. better and it gets fucking better. And I think the Simpsons kind of allowed that, kind of gave it the gateway opening. Like, oh, absolutely. I mean, Matt and Trey have you know given the props to Simpsons so and many they, and times, they, and they did the whole episode. The Simpsons did it, yeah. Which is actually a joke on what the Simpsons were doing with the honeymooners 
and old sitcoms like I Love Lucy because mm-hmm. a lot of those things that happened in The Simpsons happened in The Honeymooners and like hey Homer lost his job he got to find a job that day and it's like yeah. happened in The Honeymooners it never got resolved really in the long like continuity but yeah in the Simpsons, some of the continuity sticks and some of it doesn't. It does, yeah. And it, it kind of built built on a structure on which you know King of the Hill was able to show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see a couple more animated shows across the board, uh, Family Guy especially. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to South Park again, South Park, you know, even makes fun of the Simpsons, but it's still enough to be like, oh, you know. Bart Simpson's such a bad kid. In the early days, yeah, Bart Simpson's a bad kid. Compared to Eric Cartman, he ain't shit. No. Compared to Eric Cartman, even Bart's like, you need, Damn, to, burn, dude. You need to burn in hell. <laughs> you are going to hell. Well, even uh, Bart was off put by uh, Stewie mm-hmm. when they did the Family Guy crossover. Yeah. Because uh, Stewie was trying to teach him how to do prank calls. And he did, like, you know, one of the, you know, my balls itch or, you know, yeah. I'm gay kind of thing. Yeah. And then Stewie calls up and he's just like, I hope you fucking die in a fire and hangs yeah. up the phone he's like how is that he's like whoa dude that was like too much yeah. so even Stewie is too much for Bart and what's cool is around this time there was another show that was garnering the same fucking problems like like let's just talk about the controversy you know when it first started seasons one and two which show Simpsons okay yeah Simpsons going to like Simpsons there was a lot of controversy because it's like oh there's an animated show you know it's got terrible values mm-hmm. and it's just like the values of the american family and, are in trouble because of the simpsons yeah and i'm just like at the same time married with children was being played next yeah and that's a show i grew up watching too i did too and, and i'm sitting just, here going i'm like there's just an animated married with children and there's but the same show yeah it's about a dad who, who the dad is the only person that works mm-hmm. has two to three kids two and a half children which is actually you know the census a wife a house and they all support each other on that single income and they're struggling mm-hmm. they're, they're fine but they're struggling yeah and they got a secondhand dog mm-hmm. they got a secondhand cat you know and watching those growing up i have a different opinion of now but i'm just like what the fuck are you complaining about like watching like like married with children yeah oh uh the the dad Shut the fuck up. You got a wife that wants to fuck all the time, and you have a job. <laughs> you piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. Your kids are okay. <laughs> like, they're not serial killers. Like, Yet. Yeah. But, like, they're fine. Like, they're yeah. legitimately fine people. And your neighbors are the ones that are the assholes <laughs> because they're childless. <laughs> and you're... Like you're married with children is the best outcome of a sitcom family. Yeah, you know even Family Matters is like fuck the dad might die because he's a cop. Like, <laughs> but then you got Homer. That's and, just a, a, a early on because we can also kind of mm-hmm. get into this the death of Homer Simpson as mm-hmm. a million YouTubers like putting it. It's like you know at least early on Homer was just a buffoon that still tried hard and yeah. at the end of the day just wanted to deliver for his family yeah, and this kind of goes into uh the era of kind of like the blue collar family sitcom you had you know people could say all they want about like married with children and other shows like yeah but this is like black sabbath to metal almost it's yeah. like this this is the blue collar family that 
they have something. It's not much to by today's standards. They're fucking millionaires. Oh yeah, but like uh, they're, they're 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 middle fine. class right now. They're fine, which is doesn't exist. That's a myth. Yeah, like the clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot. Nah, I can find the man on the boat, <laughs> but. Um, I'm just pictured like a snake's mouth open. I'm just, I don't want <laughs> But, uh, ah, venom. venom. <laughs> but, uh, there was, uh, there's the whole thing of having enough and having too much. And we're coming out of the 80s with this. So think about the other shows that came along after this Married with Children, Roseanne, Grace Under Fire. You know, these are shows about blue collar families, uh, home improvement, technically. You know, he's a little bit higher up. But yeah. But he lived in Detroit. He has Mich- a TV show. With yeah, but, he also, but he also lived in Detroit, Michigan, which is a very expensive place to live in the time of the early nineties. Yeah. Um, Showing how much more affluent it was. Yeah, but like he built hot rods on the side and sold them. That's how he had so much fucking money. Yeah, true. Because <laughs> <laughs> his wife didn't really do anything. She was like a clinical psychologist, if I remember right. Later on. Yeah, yeah. Basically, his job was just to walk around the house going. <laughs> And it was fucking hilarious. It was. I really enjoyed it. I would have just loved to fuck a show about home improvement. Just home improvement. The oh, show, yeah, the, the actual show. Within show. The show. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's fuck some shit up. But, like, even with, you know, Bart Simpson, you know, being the delinquent older son. And he's not even, like, 10. No. Yeah. Like, Lisa being a kind of a born born, born genius. Mm-hmm. You know, very talented. Uh and just having a ch- the the mischievousness of having a baby, yeah. Which we see all of this play out in the opening intro, which they added like in season three and four, yeah. Because we get like a cut version of it, and then they created the whole like timeline of him getting off work and everything. Mm-hmm. He had what? Remember his friend? Like even going down to like the littlest aspect, he went to a bar. Yep. He had two, uh, three friends, uh, and his best friend, and then there was Mo. Yep. They expanded those characters. We get background. We find out that, hey, why is this Homer's best friend? And they went to school together. Yep. We find out Grandpa Simpson is kind of... Lenny... What, what was it? Lenny... Carl. Carl. Lenny and Carl. Are and the, yeah, and then... Um, fuck, drunk dude. Yeah. Barney. 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 <laughs> and then also, I was having to pull it out. And then Mo. Yeah, and Mo. Mo a homicidal masochist. <laughs> one of my favorite jokes. And this is one of those just like fast jokes that Amanda have always stuck. <laughs> <laughs> that have always stuck with me was I, I think it was some episode where Mo leaves the bar mm-hmm. and like Homer takes over. Yep. And they had a fight on the TV, and it was like a black and white fight. And they were like, "Hey, Homer, now that you run this place, why don't you get a better TV?" He goes, "Oh, I actually found it was a color TV all along," and wipes the dust away yeah. from it, and it's a color TV. <laughs> For some reason, that stuck with me. And that kinda, just being the funniest thing, and it was cool because it kind of added the aspect of a show that recently got you know let go. It was Cheers, you know, a show within a show. You know, it, yeah, it was really cool because it was animated shows. You can do so many different fucking areas, scenery and stuff. And where they live mm-hmm. is Springfield blank. Springfield blank. It could be Illinois, Texas, Oklahoma, wherever. Uh, we do find out that Springfield is on the border of Maine and California. Yeah. 
in a super state <laughs> that's somewhere in the middle yeah i was gonna say they, they did uh they did a big gag of it in the simpsons movie and yeah. where flanders had barred up on like a mountaintop he's mm-hmm. like you can see the uh four points of springfield nevada nebraska <laughs> california <You're> maine, maine. <laughs> God, yeah. it's just like oh so you're nowhere yeah. it's a dreamscape from hell <laughs> yes um and like even with like down to the kids, yep. Bart's best friend is Millhouse. Millhouse. Millhouse is the only character. He's like Skeeter from Doug. Yes. He's off colored. He doesn't match the rest of the scene. The blue hair. The blue hair. There's only a handful of characters: the mom and dad, and the cop. Yep. And that's it. No other blue hairs in the in the. Series. Well, in March. In March, but. Like, but still, in a, none of the ex- other kids yeah. have blue as part of their color palette. Like, so, Millhouse. Yeah. And another thing about this, what I liked about The Simpsons, they introduced the Treehouse of Horror. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. And this is where we get the controversy. So, they did season one with the Treehouse of Horror. Now, the Treehouse of Horror is fucking hilarious. It's a, it's a play on, like, old school here. So I could I could probably can't Creep show. Tell, yeah, it's Creep Show. But I can't tell you what exactly happened in the original one. Mm-hmm. But it was enough. Yeah. To piss off the president's wife of the time, Barbara Bush. Oh, lordy. She had wrote, uh, or she didn't write, but she would interview to People Magazine and talk about how basically it's the dumbest thing she's ever seen on television. And it's trash TV. Which, at that time, you got the gall to call that fucking trash TV, bitch. And the thing was, is I remember even uh, President Bush even mentioning it in like mm. a press release being like, you know, do we want the American family to be the Simpsons or stuff like that? Like he was like really kind of mm. trying to down on it. And like even even like in in the early season, what was so bad about him? Well, I remember distinctly we <sighs> mom had a love hate with Simpsons. Mm-hmm. So throughout my life. We kind of went through uh, peaks and valleys mm-hmm. of religiousisms. Yeah, um, it's like I was always raised uh, faith based, but it's like throughout the years we did you burn Harry Potter books? Fuck no, okay. mom was never like that. But but there would be times in which you know going to church would be a little bit more important than other times in our lives, and it mm-hmm. kind of went back and forth. Fairweather Christians, <laughs> yeah, it, all, the faith was always there. It's it just, just the church Amer- wasn't. It just reminds you of American Dad. All these Fairweather yeah. Christians, <laughs> <laughs> the faith was always there the church wasn't um but either way one of the times that uh, we were really going through it uh we were living in gaffney south carolina and spartanburg was only maybe 30 minutes from gaffney mm. so we'd take a lot of trips out to spartanburg to the mall out there and the big mm. you know stores and have shopping days they had just opened up some new like bible uh, store. Remember those popping up everywhere in the mid two thousands? Those like super Christian bookstores. They're yep. like the size of a goddamn Walmart. Mm-hmm. And you'd walk in. It was just like trendy Christian shit as far as the eye could see. Chicken soup for teenagers. Oh my god, like there there was like Harley Davidson looking t-shirts that had like Bible verses on them and shit like that. Like it was trendy as hell. Basically had a giant uh, phrase that says kick my ass yeah basically <laughs> kick the, my teeth in <laughs> uh-huh. um oh, oh or the the suit it's like the hank hill uh, mm. or the, the king of the hill episode of like the the rock star christian things it's like you're not making christianity cooler you're making rocks suck more no. it, there was one it was like three railroad um t- no, not ties um spikes nails yeah spikes ties uh, okay, I thought yeah. ties. Me anyway, 
pointing down and it said God was about body piercing. <laughs> That's right, where Jesus was my homeboy. <laughs> That's not what the song says. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I remember in the back of that store they had like you know the big book section. There was like this big hardback cover book about how horrible the Simpsons were and that they were a slight against Christians everywhere. Look at the way they treat Ned Flanders. You know, everything else. Like, that was the big sticking point is how goofy they made Ned so he was a constant jab to Christianity. You know what's hilarious? All these people who go after you know, like Family Guy and stuff like that for the Simpsons, they've never watched it. They only watched like a snippet of it and it was just like, that's enough. Not they, they probably ignored the fact that, hey, Homer and Marge and the kids went to church every fucking Sunday yeah. along with Flanders. Mm-hmm. So did the kids of South Park. They're all Catholics. That's the thing about it. These are all just Catholic assholes <laughs> as far as the eye can see. And I love Ned Flanders. Yeah. Ned Flanders. Hi, neighborooney. Ned Flanders is the ultimate good. To a fault. But like, yeah, but like, if you were to do like a black and white aspect of. You know who's in the gray zone, who's in the perfect white, and who's in the black. You have Mr. Smithers, which is the black, mm-hmm. the ultimate corporatocracy, evil. He does whatever he can. Would, he blocks well, actually, the sun. Actually, would he be the worst, or would Sideshow Bob? Sideshow Bob is just the product of his environment, right? Smithers has always been evil. Yeah, because excellent. Another version, another part of this is remember when the Wii came out? Yeah, they did an episode with the Wii, and he's playing the Wii. And he's playing a World War II game and he's shooting all these Nazis. His exact words were, that's not how I remember World War II. <laughs> okay? So, yeah, he's in the ultimate fucking black. Okay, got it. And Hottily Ho fucking neighbor over here <laughs> is the ultimate good. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with, like, Homer Simpson. He's dumb. But he got worse throughout. I don't know. He got a little bad throughout the years. Like, like, they kind of ruined his character. They, it's experimentation. Yeah. Like, like I, you remember the episode, like one of the one of those very special episodes, you know, we watch with sitcoms, live sit- They did it with an animated series, too. Oh, yeah. There was one. It's very heart-wrenching. And it kind of goes to the thing is, what's the worst thing a parent can do to you? Other than, you know, physically attacking you yeah. is... I thought better of you. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of hits hard a little bit. There's a whole episode about that where Bart steals a goddamn video game and Marge is just lays into him verbally. And it's not verbal abuse. It's what do you have on your, what's in your jacket at the end of the episode? Mm-hmm. He, she thinks he stole again. Yeah. And that's a hard hitting fucking episode when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, he didn't steal. Yeah, he you know he learned his lesson, but you're you're still projecting that he's a bad kid because everyone else in the town told you so. Yep, and that's a great analogy for the show. Everybody thinks he's bad. Everybody because they've only seen him do this one thing, mm-hmm. and when they do the good things, no one they turn a fucking blind eye. And I think that whole fucking part of America can go suck a dick. <laughs> like I'm serious. That's what that's what it's all about. Even Ned Flanders. Who's, who's good to a fault, never, never looks at Homer as a lesser. Mm-hmm. Always wants to help him in Always some way. Always wants to help him. Hey, he's like, hey, man, Ken, I, I kind of read my shears back. Fuck you, Flanders. And it's just like, <laughs> okie dokie. Okay, I'll come back tomorrow. <laughs> and like, and, what's the, and what we think is kind of fucked up is nothing really bad happens to the Simpsons on, a, on, a, on like a, a storytelling line. 
they're all together at the end. Mm-hmm. They always come home. Mm-hmm. Hell, even the show begins with them sitting on a couch together as a family. Name another fucking show that does that. Where they're all together. Family yep. guy, they do a don't sing and dance a number because yeah, Seth MacFarlane is a fucking ma- maniac. That, and it's supposed to be a uh, uh, callback to, uh, God, those were all the, the days. All of, yeah, all in the family. So that that's, that can't even yeah, be a like, true thing. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's... It's about family. It's about a family. They have character-centric episodes. You know, Bart Simpson, Sideshow Bob, Lisa, and Michael Jackson, <laughs> like you know, like, Lisa and Paul McCartney. Yeah, like it, it's 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 aspects of their lives you're going to get with a sitcom series. A lot of the times it's the mom and dad, but it's going to be the kids someday. They had, yep. they even had a whole episode where uh, I think everybody remembers it is where Smithers is killed. Yeah, and who did it? Um. Uh, uh, Maggie, Maggie, yeah, she did it, and it's, it's just like call her Lisa. I mean, it's like that's that's a wild fucking thing, right? That's so fucking crazy. The baby killed. Yeah, it was an accident. <laughs> or uh, Burns, rather, yeah, yeah or Burns. And you know, Mister Burns, you know, being the ultimate evil, is also he fought with Grandpa Simpson yep. in the war. They they did what's called a taunting bet, which is you know the, the heel uh, was it hellfish or some shit like that. Oh god, yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, where the hellfish club mm-hmm. and like all their buddies died, and then it became an episode of who's last one standing, Burns or fucking Grandpa Simpson, and it's fucking hilarious. Yep, they had a joke about every political um, thing leaning just like South Park. Yep, except on their end, on South Park's end. There was the last speech at the end. I think I've learned today, mm-hmm. which they kind of got away from, which is kind of good. But Simpsons did the same thing. Yeah, in a way. Like the brothel episode. You remember the brothel episode? It's very early on. No, I don't think I So there was a brothel mm-hmm. in in uh, their fucking town. Mm-hmm. And Bart doesn't realize it's a brothel. He's doing community service. Right. And the madam who mm-hmm. runs it, she's like, well, hey, little boy. Do you want a job? <laughs> and he's working the front desk of a brothel. <laughs> he's and he's like welcoming people, taking their coats, taking their hats. Yeah. And that's where we get the great meme of Grandpa Simpson going oh, in and walking okay. the fuck out. That's a brothel. He works at a whorehouse. Yeah. And they're just like, this place is the most terrible fucking thing. How dare you have a, a house of sin? Uh-huh. The, the priest is out there with burning pitchforks and shit. And she comes out there and does a Sunday dance number. So like, everyone comes in here and fucks somebody. <laughs> Even you. And like points at him. She's like, you put a dollar in the box, don't you? For what? Mm-hmm. For what? To be happy? They did the same thing here. They put a dollar in the box. <laughs> and it's just like, get fucked. And it's just the whole story is about a brothel. Yeah. And how elaborate is that? Like, <laughs> and like you go into that, and you're saying that's trash TV. It's because they weren't that. That kind of stuff was never brought up, though. It's trash TV because you're bringing it to the surface. Yeah, fuck them. And, and that was the big thing. But you know what? You even bring up a really good aspect to it. Is you know we we brought up Millhouse. We brought up the the bar patrons and Mo. Um, you know. But then I started thinking about like the other kids in the class, like Ralph Wiggum. Yeah. You know, all of these side characters uh, were fantastic. And I think that's one of the things that also led to the success of Simpsons, among many other things. But as a fan looking at it, I don't think I would have enjoyed the show as much if the core family was the only interesting aspect. But it's like I would watch an entire episode about Ralph Wiggum and you know and Chief Wiggum. It's like I would watch an entire episode about that family because the, also, the police chief and Ralph are so funny. 
the, the Valentine episode. Yeah. I choo choo choose you. Uh huh. That's the saddest fucking episode. Like, one of the saddest fucking things. Because Lisa's like going out of her way and Ralph takes it wrong because yeah. Ralph ain't all there. Yep. Do you like what would you say would be the one episode you m- know most of all? That's kind of hard because. That is. Mmm. Because like I know that like the thief episode is a big one for me. Right. Honestly, I feel like I kind of know each one about the same. Mm hmm. But I've not watched The Simpsons in years. Like, even though it's now on Disney Plus, yeah. it's almost that intimidating thing of it's like, hi, here's 28 seasons. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's still, it's it's a little daunting to kind of yeah. go like, okay, well, where do I start? Because I know super early isn't as captivating. They mm-hmm. kind of do a weird turn in the middle. Do I start on season three? Do I start mm-hmm. on two? Eh, never mind. And then you just go away from it. But I will say, one of the first episodes I really remember seeing, and it really, it kind of capturing, and I know it was during Peak Simpsons like season, uh, Bart actually did something good at the very start mm. of the episode. Like They lead in mm. to them congratulating Bart. And one of the things they're going to do is like take him out to dinner. So they go out to dinner. They're enjoying this nice meal. Boy's actually behaving. It's a very nice family moment. And the waiter comes by, hands Homer the check. And he, of course, he does this little... <laughs> like that. And it's, just, it's okay. He reaches in his pocket, pulls out a credit card, puts it in, hands it to the guy. He disappears for like two seconds to come back. And he goes, uh, sir, I'm sorry your card has been declined he's like oh that's okay i have another one right here and boom puts it in and mm. disappears says, uh sir that card's been declined too and he's like oh 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 he's flipping through everything looks at the family and at this and says run at the same time as like throwing the wallet at the guy mm-hmm. and they run out the door and then she's like homer we've done that three times this week and he's like i know but the things that the job hadn't been going too well yada 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 we have a lot of things to pay for and Lisa's pipes up. She goes, yeah, getting this floorboard would fixed would be really nice. And it clips to the back and it's just yeah. completely rusted yeah. out. Yeah. You just see the car. Yeah. <laughs> and at that moment, I went, this show is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Because they crafted the perfect moment of, and then, therefore, it's, it's like, it's not the, and then this happens. Mm. And then this happens. It's Homer is out of money. Therefore, the car is also messed up. So because the car is messed up up therefore this happens it's like they did that storytelling so well that even at a young age i didn't understand that's what was happening mm. but they wrote me in so early on due to that tiny bit of storytelling and, again, and, a, and for an adult watching that show that's a domino effect that's just bound to happen and that, and that show honestly i can also very confidently say this i probably wouldn't enjoy that show as much if one person hadn't have basically sat me down and went, come on, we're going to watch this together. His name was uh, Jeff Young, uh, RIP. And Jeff Young is actually one of the reasons why I actually wanted to start all this podcasting. Mm. Because if we had a show with Jeff Young and you talking about movies and history and shit like that, each episode would be three hours long and it would just be ridiculous. This man had a gift for Gab mm-hmm. and he... That's my goal at the end of the day is be as long as possible. <laughs> and he loved The Simpsons. And 
anytime we were together, he's like, come here a little loud. We watching Simpsons. Cause at that point it was coming on like an hour blocks from like five and six in yeah. the afternoon. And I would just remember sitting there watching him. He's like, Oh, I've already seen this one for Hey, go get me a beer. I'm going to tell you about this one. I'm running there, grab a beer, bring it back. He's like, all right. Yeah. 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 So, so in this episode, birds is going to be doing this and the other, that, that, that doesn't matter though. The main plot's going to be happening a little late, later on. Now, now a few episodes before this though, this happened, this happened, this happened. Mm-hmm. Like he has given me the rundown. So, it's like I got that nerdiness off of him watching yeah. the show and all of a sudden it made it more special because he knew so much about it and I liked him so I wanted to like learn about it so I could like relate with him even more on it so I remember so many episodes vividly because you know I just watched the syndication on Fox and yep same and one that was wild was the one where Bart sells his soul oh man yeah he has those wild nightmares of being on a boat Mm -hmm. and he can't paddle and you see all his other friends you see millhouse in his boat because that's the person he sold it to millhouse is riding high because he don't have to paddle because he's got barton and he has a crisis of conscience which is actually a really cool way to aspect of you know Mm -hmm. selling something that's not real and still biting you in the ass kind of like twilight zone episode um and i love that one and going like and there's so many i remember like when Flanders' wife died. Oh, God. I remember when that was new. Remember how she died? Uh, fell back. No, she got hit by a baseball and fell backward. Was it baseball or football? Homer shot her with a t-shirt gun and she That's died. That's what it was. <laughs> yes, and she fell backward off the bleachers and like cracked her head. That's the part I remember. I remember her getting hit and falling backward. I was, And it was at a game. I just couldn't remember what the projectile was. And that's that's how she died and like and would you well the reason they did it was because of her voice actress dying and they did it again yep when because uh in the series later on and this is after i stopped watching it uh ned flanders ended up ended up marrying mrs krabappel yeah mrs krabappel's character died yeah and they killed her too and i'm just like god damn ned poor ned flanders yes but ned has one flaw ned hates one thing do you remember what Ned hates? This is like a cool little like trivia kind of version mm-hmm. of it. I do remember there being a specific episode where like Ned went off the rails yeah, being so that, angry that was about the, something. So he went off the rails on Homer because he killed his wife. But well, like, yeah. But uh, I remember that one too. It's when we see Flanders' parents. You remember what kind of people they were? Mm, Amish? No, I forget on that. Beatnik hippies. And he fucking <gasps> yes! hates them. Yes, I remember now. He hates beatniks. Yes. <laughs> fucking Wasn't that the one thing that like he and Homer were able to like kind agree of agree on? on and they yeah. kinda like that's when they did bond for like that mm. minute. He's like, Holy hippies. And there's like there's so much and there's so much history, even you know, being like 33, 34 years old. There's so much history built into the show. Yeah. Like even like just on the facts of I know about Ned Flanders. He's left-handed. Yep. Why do I know this? Because he had a left-handed store. Mm-hmm. He literally had a store for left-handed people, which I think is fascinating. Okay. Well, let me ask you this, though. Since you were watching it as it was kind of going on like that, mm-hmm. well, not exactly because you said you were exactly the age of, but either way, you were catching all syndication. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the the twist that um, Principal Skinner was not Skinner. Okay, so this is actually a contention among uh, among Simpsons fans. So this is where the show dies. Um, 
well not really dies it's when it, a lot of people consider it the moment simpson started disrespecting their audience yes so uh we find out mr skinner had stole his name mm-hmm. uh from a guy stolen he, valor yes yes stolen valor so well no he he was a veteran too yeah but it was still he stole he stole the name of a soldier who died yeah um and there's a whole whole like rabbit hole we can go down just on the Simpsons alone about that mm-hmm. but it changes the writing a little bit uh it's a little bit more self-conscious it starts making fun of itself a little bit too much mm-hmm. uh, which is fine you know like but that is one of the most hated if not the most hated fucking episode and that's why i wanted Simpsons. to bring it up it's like i'd not really known much about mm-hmm. it until maybe about three four years ago when so, like one of those youtube rundowns so just it. just to go into the episode like skinner has a crisis of conscience mm-hmm. and some stuff gets found out and you realize there's a flashback of Skinner fighting in whatever war yeah, he's grab, in. grabs the dog tag, looks mm-hmm. at it, and holds it, and then shows them like showing up at you know people's houses, being like, "I survived," even though for some reason it seems like they would recognize us. Yeah. Home. So another show does this <laughs> called Mad Men. Which is very, it's very elaborate. Uh, it's actually they actually showed in kind of detail of how way how that happens a lot. Yeah. How you're able to. So just just a quick little one line. When you joined the military back then, if you joined and you lived in bumfuck Pennsylvania, when you came back, they dropped you off in bumfuck Pennsylvania. Yeah. So if you lie and just you know hop off the fucking train, mm-hmm. you can say who the fuck you want to be. Right. That was the cool thing about it. And you can steal identities constantly. And that was the cool thing about it. Yeah, that was the cool thing about you know back in the day, back <laughs> when you, the government didn't give a shit, back where they were fucking like locking people up for all kinds of stupid shit like mm-hmm. reading too much or not reading enough you know it's just like it's fucking fantastic what a time to be alive in 1945 but, uh, but Seymour Skinner but Seymour Skinner <laughs> he stole someone's identity and yeah and all intents and purposes they fought in Vietnam yeah even though these people are timeless characters and right now Steve, even Skinner being a principal of a school would have to fight in uh, Afghanistan uh, yeah because <laughs> they even change it like there are parts of the show they change it's like oh yeah I was in Nam. No, I was in Grenada. No, I was in Desert Storm. No, I fought in Afghanistan, Iraq. And it's just like, yeah, yeah you got to, the conflicts really need to change. Because uh, I remember when they switched it to Grenada. And I'm just like, what did you do in Grenada? <laughs> Nobody did anything in Grenada. Even Heartbreak Ridge was like, they didn't do shit in Grenada to save college kids. <laughs> but But I feel like that was such an interesting move for them to try and make, though, with mm. the Skinner plot. Yes. So... It kind of came out of nowhere because around that time, Conan O'Brien had left. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, there's a lot of famous people who were in the writing room at the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, who even Harold Ramis at one point was there. Uh, and he did SNL and stuff like that. Um, Hank Azaria, you know, being was still part of the writing part. And I will say, when we see characters outside of the Simpsons universe, like act, voice actors acting, they all play assholes. Yeah. A lot of the time. <laughs> they play like a lot of fucking, like Yearly Smith is the only one who's nice. Uh, she's Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just, it's a turn for the series, but it didn't quite ruin it. Yeah. What ruined it is keeping it going. Yeah. I mean, I do remember that there was a good bit of time where it was just like, these aren't, funny anymore but the same thing happened to family guy mm-hmm. you know so the, honestly like we both kind of discussed this the best way to enjoy family guy is on those youtube shorts mm-hmm. those 20 second little bits of a cutaway those play is like that's the best way to enjoy family guy well, and, it's, and simpsons kind of got the same way where it wasn't like 
you know, you didn't even have like compilation episodes of all the side characters that had like the steamed ham portion in it. You know, you weren't even getting good stuff like that. You were just getting weird pop culture references mm-hmm. slash celebrity guest appearances. Like there was a whole episode where Homer just became addicted to their version of Farmville. Yeah. And that was like the crux of the whole episode. Yeah. And another like, but going like probably four seasons before that, they lived on a farm. Yeah. And grow tobacco-ridden tomatoes. Oh, God, yes. I remember that one. And, like, around that time, I was learning about, like, crossbreeding and stuff uh-huh. like that. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, you could make tobacco-ridden fucking <laughs> tomatoes, addictive nicotine tomatoes. Because remember, the goats were, like, losing their shit. Yes. And he, and he, oh, yeah, and he irradiated it. And it's got one of the best jokes. He's Because he's out there, and nothing's growing. And Marge is like, I think you need to fertilize the whole field. And his his line is, I'm just one man, Marge. <laughs> And I'm just like, that's 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 such a good show. And that's and that's you can't the kind any, of writing you can't take, I love. Like that's more like a perfect joke. That's you can't take anything away from it, and you can't add anything to make it funnier. Kind of like nope. uh, like that one uh, joke Bill Burr talks about uh, on the sign in front of the bar. Yeah, we like our beers like we like our violence. Domestic, perfect, <laughs> perfect goddamn joke. Fucking solid. And that was the cool thing about Mount Grounding. He wrote solid stuff. Oh yeah. Even in the, like even later on, there are some gems here and there. I haven't really kept up with the Simpsons, but mm-hmm. the feel of the Simpsons is no different from a regular live action sitcom to me. Yeah, it's a little bit more forward about the violence. It's a little bit more crazier about some of the the plot points. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's still a sitcom about a family. And even the movie was really good. Oh, I yeah. enjoyed the movie a lot. I was, I was elected, elected to, to lead, lead, not, not to, to read. read. God how- damn it. Both of us. That's the go-to line for that movie. <laughs> not fucking Spider Pig. Nope. Not any of that bullshit. I was elected to lead, not, not to, to read. read. <laughs> was, oh god, damn it! It's so fucking funny. Uh, and like even like even the little stupid stuff, like the Spider Pig was funny. The I love the whole. Not one more he's contaminant. Not spider Pig. He's Harry Plopper now. Yeah. <laughs> no contaminant can hit the lake again. And what yeah. does Homer do? Just fucking rockets a silo full of trash in that motherfucker. <laughs> And he says, that's a movie we need to do a watch along oh, for. God, is, I've got that on DVD. The fucking EPA kind of yes. overstretching. We find out. Uh, yeah. And I love how they do the bit of like Bart skateboarding through the whole town naked. And mm-hmm. they do all the perfect hideaways for his yeah. junk. And then all of a sudden he gets to the bush thing and it's like everything's hidden except his junk. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it's one of the greatest lines in the Simpsons universe, though. It's. This, this is, is the worst, worst day, day of my, my life. life. It's the worst, worst day, day of your life so, so far. far. <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn it. We we know this stuff. I know. It's it's, it's such a good movie. And like you get like it's like the bad guy was the government. Yep. There was the dome around the town. There was the mob who went after fucking uh, the Simpsons. And mm-hmm. It was fucking perfect. It was. And it was kinda like a come up episode. Really, is it's like yeah, the Simpsons deserve what the, all this damage. Oh yeah, they've done enough bad shit. And I also love the fact that they were able to get away with a little bit mm-hmm. more in that movie because that's the first time you've seen Homer flip someone off. Yeah, it was when he's jumping into the sinkhole in the uh, yeah. uh-huh. and, and he's, he's like stuck. he's like double fisting it yeah, all the way like, down. He's like turning, and he's stuck. Help! Uh-huh. Help! <laughs> help! God damn it! Help! And they're stuck between a rock and a bar called the Hard Place. Yes. <laughs> and like, there's so much. There's so much going on in the show. You know, we could talk about it for days on end, 
Um, but Futurama as well. But, but, yeah. see, but see, that's the thing. Futurama, though, is well, a see, different class of show. That's what I was going to say. So it feels like with The Simpsons, their number one priority was comedy. Mm-hmm. Second off with that, to elicit the comedy, you have to have a good story. Mm-hmm. And if by proxy through the good story, you've got some heart, all well, great, added on in. Mm-hmm. It felt like with Futurama, story was first mm-hmm. to reach heart and if comedy happens in the process so be it yeah. does that make sense yeah well the great thing is that simpsons has been just about a family futurama is tragedy stricken people yeah each one of these people who work at the the Post Planet Express. The Planet Express. All have terrible fucking backstories. Yeah. Philip and we Drake, see Fry's immediately. It's his pizza delivery guy on New Year's Eve 99. Yeah. And, and then J. gets Fry. fucking falls into a cryovac thing. and gets transported, what, another 100,000 years into the future or some shit? Yeah. And like it's, he meets his like fifth fifth fucking ancestor or some shit. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, his like great, 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 great grandfather. I mean, great Son. grandson. Yeah. <laughs> Philip uh, Farnsworth. Yes. Uh, Good news, everyone. We're all that, fired. <laughs> which that in and of itself became a meme. Mm. That was that was one of the OG memes with like you know Vel- uh, Velociraptor. The oh, I forget what his actual name was, but it, it was all the ones with those rainbow backgrounds with just mm. some random uh, animal head on it. Yeah. Farnsworth was among those early memes, so yeah. it's like that just hooked so well. Intro scene every time he came in the room. Good news, everyone. Then later on, bad news, everyone. <laughs> or the meme of I'm sad now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't want to live on this, this planet, planet anymore. anymore. Yeah, uh, but like it's just the story of Fry. Others, like everything else, is just icing on the cake. But at essentially, this is the story of Fry, and it's goddamn heartbreaking it is i can't like even like every positive thing that happens to this boy is just destroyed four episodes later oh yeah and what they're talking about like in the first season all right he meets leela she gets fired from her job she wears the planet express you know he meets bender and basically it's just the introduction of the cast the second yep. episode hey they gotta go make a trip mm-hmm and it goes disastrously bad. And then the next episode is the fucking moon episode. What? A, why the fuck would you play that that soon? When he talks about his brother Yancey, and it's just like, this dude stole my four-leaf clover out of my Breakfast Club album or some yeah. shit. Was it the Breakfast Club album? I think so. Yeah. God damn, why do I remember this it's, shit? It's been a while. I can remember this shit, but I can't remember my pre-cal shit for nothing. No. no. <laughs> I can tell you why Siam turned to Burma, but I can't tell you why... <laughs> Why X is three? <laughs> yeah, no, fuck no, that. But, uh, this is the real knowledge right here, baby. But uh, like, he stole his clover, his lucky clover, mm-hmm. and that's what got Fry in trouble because yep. he stole it the day before. And then you're like, oh, Yancey landed on the moon, and it's just like he even took my fucking name. <laughs> what a piece of shit. Yeah, and it's like that's not what happened. Yancey named his son mm-hmm. after the brother who never came back. Mm-hmm. And you're just like I, I remember watching that episode. I, even thinking about it, like some of the stuff, like it just rolls. Yeah, like fuck you, Matt Grounding. Piece of shit. Why the See, fuck the, do you make me care about this redheaded fuck? The two episodes that, of course, uh, get me is one the classic one, the dog. 
that just waited for fry. That one doesn't bother me as much. That one didn't get you as much. No, the, the Yancey one, one bothered me. Well, the other and one. And the Bender one. Well, the other one that bothered me was the very, very, very last episode no, you where wanna, time stops. You want to go do it again? God damn. Just literally that line just makes perfect, me choke that's, up. That's I'm just like, the, God damn, that's, yes. That's the perfect ending. It is. And we, that's what makes me nervous uh, about the reboot. Not, see, like. Or the continuation, or the new season, whatever they're calling it. I just you you, you put the crown on it. And that was it. Yeah, not many shows we watch have a perfect ending. And the reason it was such a good ending was because, again, exactly what you said. All this bullshit. His story is heartbreaking throughout this entire series. Time stops, and he finally gets what he wanted. All the time with Leela. Some time with Leela. Yeah. There's nothing else in the world going on. Not, everything else stopped. We don't have to worry about anything else. Mm. It's just us now. We can do what we wanted to do. And then the option of, well, let's do it again and not even know we're doing it again. It's no. just like, yes, you want to be in the perpetual cycle of all the bullshit mattered at some point. Yeah. You know, at some point it paid off. Yeah. And I don't know. Just that, that whole episode, just, ah, it's a great one. That, that, that's. The perfect ending. Yeah. The, some of the other episodes. Um, well, I mean, even the flute uh, video flute episode that was it. supposed to be the last one. Even that would have been great. Yeah, and like he gave he he kind of gave away his hands mm-hmm. to play that fucking thing for her. Yeah. And the the other uh, episode, the Norwal episodes. Oh, those God. two episodes. You find yeah. out Fry had left a message for Leela, or she had left a message for him in time, mm-hmm. and he had lost his hair, he lost his memory, and he ends, he ends up back with Leela again. Yeah. And dies. Yeah. Um, fantastic stuff. The one that gets me is they go to the place where you can see people's dreams. Yeah. And he goes and sees his mom's dream, mm-hmm. and she is just done. Yep. Like, she's just like, I'm cheering up thinking about it. Like, it's fucking sad. And see, and that's why I said this show hinged more on storytelling first to get to heart and if comedy happens along the way so be it and i think that a reason why that show kind of sticks out more than the rest because granting has tried doing some other shows in that style like enchanted i think or enchantment uh, Enchantment, yeah that didn't do so well he's tried a few other little spinoffs and none of them hit And it has to do with those writing teams. You know, even the folks on the writing team for Futurama were a bunch of nerds. So it's like you look at any of those mathematic, uh, long form math Mm -hmm. things, those nerds have been sitting in there weeks figuring out that mathematical equation. And I can't remember what college it was, but like someone did a thesis on the mathematics of Futurama and like. It was like one of those like moments where like it got in the paper being like he got an A for this all yeah. because he talked about this animated TV show that's wicked good with their science yeah. and their math. And you know where the pan- the pantheon of characters isn't even as big as fucking The Simpsons. No, and it's almost better. Like I consider Futurama better than The Simpsons, even though in longevity, like Zap Brannigan. Oh, God. Do you know the story of what that was supposed to be? No, I don't, actually. So, Zap Brannigan was wrote for Phil Hartman. Okay. Matt Grounding wanted Phil Hartman to yeah. be Zap Brannigan. Phil Hartman's wife killed him in real life. Right. Because of Andy Dick. But the whole story about why Andy Dick and John Lovitz, and John Lovitz just beating his fucking face in, I just sort of love to be there. Um, <laughs> Phil Hartman's wife had uh, got back on drugs and killed Phil Hartman. Right. He's also in The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. <laughs> Matt Grannon had a whole thing about doing a Troy McClure movie. Yeah. 
A whole spinoff. I remember that. But that's who he wanted to be. That's who he wanted yeah, to be, yeah, Zach yeah. Brannigan. And they found a guy to replace him. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Zach Brannigan is one of the... Him and... Uh, what is his name? Uh, Kip. Oh, God, yes. I could not take Kip Anthony serious for like a year. <laughs> because it's Kip. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. And I'm just like... Fucking die, Kip. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my god. But then, uh, what's her name? Uh, Jenny Chow or whatever. Uh, yeah. So, so you have the Planet Express crew. Yes. Yeah. Fry, Leela, Bender. Bender has a side story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Zoyberg. Yes. Which Zoyberg is actually a personification of what a Jewish doctor is, which I fucking love because he's shellfish. He's literally a shellfish. Yes. Uh, which is fucking hilarious, you know? Uh, and, you know, you have your other side characters, like, you know, other than Leela and stuff like that. And I love the kind of breakdown of each one. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, what is Leela's backstory? Our parents abandoned her. Yep. So she could live a regular life. And it's like, God damn. Because they were sewer people. It, yeah. it, was, it was kind of the allegory for the lower class yeah. versus the upper class. We live below everyone else. We live in the sewers. And I forget what musician they had played. Like, so there was an episode where they go back down in the sewer. They meet her parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like a monster in the sewer. That ends up getting eaten by the fucking little black dog pet yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But there's a guy. He's a musician. He's got a guitar. Oh, Gather yeah. around, kids. Let me tell you the story of El something, El Chupacabra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like a cool like Texas accent. And I'm just like I could almost nail it. But I'm just like God damn, that's fucking hilarious. And all the songs Futurama would have would be great too because uh, mm-hmm. even in that uh, flute episode, that was the one where you had the devil uh, sing. There was like that the musical devil. of the devil. Yeah. yeah. Even all of those were really great. I can't think of a lot of musical episodes of The Simpsons. So those were very early on uh, Lisa-centric. Yeah. So Michael Jackson came on the show and did a character. Um, it was a bald character, kind of mm-hmm. a big guy. And he was friends with Lisa. And then there was uh, Smoke something. He was a jazz player. Smokey Brown or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he became a ghost. Yeah. But um, that was one of the sadder episodes because it was Homer trying to get her saxophone back. Mm-hmm. And she gets it back. She plays this beautiful fucking song at the end. And it's an original score. Yeah. And like, I think in Matt Grounding's case for the Fox at that time, it was kind of, kind of limited on what they could do. Because mm-hmm. um, even the fucking, I think what was it like one of the top 50 recognizable things of the song from The Simpsons? <laughs> the doom, 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 doom. Or no, the beginning of the Simpsons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just like, you created something that's, and let's, let's just go on this real quick. The Simpsons is a cultural touchstone. Yeah. It's a marker in time. The Futurama is just a continuation on that marker. Yeah. And as much as I love The Simpsons, you know, I still think Futurama is better. Well, I think Futurama is better, and, and I think I might have a way to kind of discern why. Futurama, due to its setting, is timeless. The Simpsons, though they try to be timeless, works because it was a dysfunctional 90s family. It was a family that grew up and it was living in the 90s in a time in which things were a little weird, both politically and socially. And mm. and this weird counterculture show, The Simpsons, kind of worked because it was in the 90s and the early 2000s. I honestly think if they had pulled the South Park thing, what they were originally trying to do, and ended it with the movie, 
we might be saying they're just the same. But I think for the fact that exactly what you said earlier, the Simpsons have gone on for so long and they're no longer that weird counterculture family of the 90s. They're just another animated family now. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, and you know, we go back to like each individual character. They're a family, but they're not a joined family. You know? Futurama. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that that kind of plays in a different aspect of a relationship, you know. The whole blood is thicker than water. And in the weird way that Fry is older than Farnsworth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but so it's kind of like, you know, the whole saying the blood is thicker than water. Yeah. So like that is people take it out of context because there's a the second half where it's basically saying, yeah, he's your family, but you also have a blood of the covenant with your friend. Right. Those two shows are exactly the, the personification of that phrase. Yeah. That's a family. Get livered. That's your family. At the end of the day, that's still your fucking family. No matter what stupid shit happens, how terrible they are, that's still your family. Mm-hmm. These are your friends till the end. Yeah. Period. No matter what happens, they're still your. Like one of my favorite episodes is when we see. Um, it was when we find out why Fry got stuck. Yeah. And we feel the the little animal creature. It's part of a giant sin shit race. They're like, look, look, your brain's not affected, so you're going to have to be the savior, and we're going to have to put you on the scoot scoot. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my God. Like, even, like, so little, it's like the little stuff added up. Yeah. And then you go back and watch it, and it's just like, they planned that mm-hmm. in a really fucked up way, because there is a shadow, a drawn shadow of that fucking, uh, I, can't, I can't remember his name for shit. I know what you mean, though. But uh, the little black teacher who shits out antimatter. Yeah. Eats, like, a whole planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I see, and that and that even creates like one of those funny digital gags or not mm. digital uh, little scene gags where they're like he's like up oh, he filled up his litter. Uh, uh, Bender's like oh he took a shit in the litter box again and Fry's like I've got it and he can't you see him just it. grab the scoop he looks at and he's just like walking the door for like but again it's the funny visual of it was a plastic scoop yet the plastic scoop wasn't bending but he was just having a hell of a time getting it up yeah. And like even the, even some of the people they got to play characters on this, mm-hmm. you know, you got Billy West. Uh, John, Shut up, baby! I know it. Yeah, John DiMaggio, uh, Katie Seagal, and like a lot of people. Phil Lamar, mm-hmm. who played Samurai Jack, he was in Mad TV and did this and did this and did this. And it's like, how did you, how did you pull these people? Because the, it was such good writing. Yeah, and like David David Herman, someone who's been in fucking King of the Hill almost every fucking season, another Mad TV alum. Um, and I think that a lot of that is kind of the close-knit thing that is Fox. Because we talk about that on some other stuff. Um, hey, why does this character from Game of Thrones keep showing up in this show? Obviously, oh, because it's the same fucking studio. Mm-hmm. Oh, they all are they're, from A&E. Oh, they're all from all Disney. All the HBO people are in, cinema, in, like, in like star shows. It's like, why is that? Because it's the same goddamn lot. Netflix does the same thing. Yeah, it's the same fucking lot. And I just... The cool thing about Futurama is, even with that ending, you know, kind of like a crescendo on the, mm-hmm. on the whole thing... There's so much rewatchability there is. in that that The Simpsons, if I go back and rewatch it, I'm not watching it for the plot. I'm watching it for the shot for shot take what they're doing. So there's an episode, going to Simpsons real quick, there's an episode where they need to flee Australia mm-hmm. because Bart accidentally brought like a frog or some shit and it ruined the, the thing of Australia, the ecosystem. Yes. Well, if you see it, they're on a helicopter on top of the embassy and they're trying to fly away, but there's a bunch of people like, 
keep trying to get on a helicopter. Do you right. know what that mim- mimics? No. It's the last shot of the fall of the American embassy in Vietnam okay. in 1973. All these people are trying to get the fuck out of Vietnam because the fucking communists are coming. And it's a shot for shot. I'm just like, you guys do this so many fucking times. Like the shot for shot of Donald Trump coming down the escalator. The shot for shot of uh, Iwo Jima. Mm-hmm. Of like the signing of the Ho Chi Minh. I'm just like... The artists are assholes, but like it's so good that you're able to compare those two things yeah. and do a shot-for-shot shot remake. And there's like a whole website you can look up where it's like, why, why does it look like this? It's because they're they're mimicking the shot from this. Yeah. From this and this. Historical photos. And yeah, yeah. Just mimicking. And I'm just like, that's fucking solid writing <laughs> to be able to like build up to like, hey, let's make it look like uh, the assassination of this guy. <laughs> now, can we think of any controversies that have surrounded Futurama? Actually, uh, there was um, a controversy surrounding jo- John DiMaggio. Okay. Uh, John DiMaggio <laughs> figured out a way that so no one could do Fry's voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had talked about uh, copyright of a person. He copyrighted his voice. You can't use his voice anywhere else unless it's licensed out. Damn. He's the only one to do that. <laughs> All the other studios now have provisions yeah. in contracts and shit. Even fucking the guy that does Bender and shit. Mm. I'm just like, how? How is he the only guy to think of this? <laughs> Phil Lamar, one of the greatest voice actors. Clancy Brown, all these guys. Nope. Use my voice for the fuck. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. No one, they can't do do it without him. They talked about the other guy so much. The guy that does Bender. Yeah. It's just like, you're not going to be able to do it without Fry either, motherfucker. <laughs> well, the reason I bring that up is because now I can think of a, another controversy The Simpsons were a part of that got a whole documentary made of it. The Problem with a Poo. Yes. That's a dumb documentary. Very dumb. <laughs> very, very dumb. He paints it like they try to they try to sh- like go around it a little bit when someone's trying to explain to him about a poo. At no point. Did anyone have anything negative to say about Apu? Because he doesn't do any negative shit. No, there, there was a YouTuber uh, by the name of Brain Drain. Yeah. Uh, that, or Brain Dump, that's what mm-hmm. it was. That did like an hour-long thing just picking this documentary apart and just being like, what? You want to say that Apu is a bad representation of Indian culture? He's got a wife. He's got a successful business. He's got money. He's he's one of the good characters in even, this like, show. Even that, that's just like, you know, counterpoints. People forget he explains his culture very well in like three episodes. He gets married in the back of Homer Simpson's yard because Homer's his best customer and his friend. This is what I hate about people who break down fucking shows. Like what we do? But no, like break down it in a negative way. They're looking for something just to take away. It's like the people who talk about uh, when Timmy first appeared on South Park. Oh, you know, this making fun of this, uh, you know, retarded kid in a wheelchair. No, they're not. They don't say anything negative about that kid in a wheelchair. In fact, they don't acknowledge his disability at all. And how dare you try to culture shock your way through some white guilt? (laughs) I hate that shit, man. You know, there's so many shows you could go after that depict people in a negative light, but you chose a fucking cartoon? Like, at the end of the day, it's still a fucking cartoon. And, you know, we got older generation like my dad. He's like, ah, I'm not going to watch that. It's a fucking cartoon. Okay. That's fine. Because they still see those cartoons. Guess what? Three generations before him? Oh, shit. It's a cartoon that's on the fucking theater. Let's go see it. Yeah, exactly. 
So like it's they the used chi- to show cartoons before regular features. You could watch a Tom and Jerry short before and Psycho. Like, and like it's it's so fucking stupid. It's so fucking stupid. And it's going to be done. It's going to keep being done. And I don't want to be the guy who's like, ah, oh, fuck wokeness. I'm just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're going after after certain aspects of something that's not real. Well, so their main aspect of it, though, that caused annoyance wasn't even that it was, you know, a stereotype of Indian culture. It was that it was an Indian voice played by a white guy. That was the big crux of it all. And at the time, that's what they had. Yeah. Keep in mind, this is a 30-year-plus show. That's just what they had. Nowadays, you got everybody. Everybody, you want a crippled person to play a crippled person? You can do that, right? And it's still going on. I acknowledge that there are yeah. white people playing Hispanic people all the time. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, they're making a movie about Castro. Guess who's playing Castro? Who? James Franco. What? <laughs> you know who can play him? You know who can play Castro? The guy that played the Mandalorian. An oh actual, shit! Yeah, Fedora Pedro, the guy who actually is fucking Spanish. Yeah, Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Why not? Why not now? Because there's representation now. Mm-hmm. We just watched a movie called prey mm-hmm. they're all fucking native american there's not like a frenchman out there believing like yes i am native american <laughs> no no fuck no there's representation there's plenty yeah. of i could get it you could bitch about the old ways and there are some racist shit in the older movies breakfast at tiffany's one of the most hallmark fucking movies of all time has a white guy with buck teeth and thick glasses playing an asian man <laughs> that's racist as shit yep but a cartoon? A fucking cartoon. No one's going to know the difference between an Indian voice actor and an American voice actor if the accent is hit. Mm-hmm. How many British actors try to do an American accent? Yeah. Fuck. Hell, we got Tom Holland. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. Nah, man. They Spider-Man. Benedict Cumbersnatch. My Doctor Strange is from Boston. <laughs> All right. My Captain America is from Brooklyn. All right. I was going to say, I think Chris Evans is American. But what, that's what I was saying. Like yeah, all yeah. these British actors are can do American accents. Oh, uh, what Tom Hiddleston? Yeah, Tom Hiddleston is from Britain. Nah, nah, that's Norse mythology, man. He needs to be six foot five and blonde, like the Thor. And why is Thor Australian? Why isn't he Swedish? Why isn't he fucking Finnish? Why isn't he fucking Scandinavian? You pick it and choosing. Yeah, they're just picking and choosing these fucking nitpick bullshit, and I fucking hate it. <laughs> like I'm, I don't want to be that guy, but the guy who made that is a shitty comedian. Mm-hmm. And even a shittier critic. Yeah. Because, again, even just that one uh, YouTube guy that just broke it down was just like, in so many ways, you really don't know what you're talking about, my dude. Like, Apu makes the show better. (laughs) And they got rid of him. Yep. What did you accomplish? Got rid, got rid of a character of a show that barely anyone watches anymore. But like, what did you accomplish? You think you think they're going to do it with the rest of the? You think Hollywood's going to do it with the rest of their fucking shows? Fuck no. This this fucking grab bag of animated series they're going to keep doing? No, no. He didn't even acknowledge the fact that Bollywood is on the increase mm-hmm. in the United States in representation. No, he didn't even acknowledge that. But not this. This is right here. This is here's his rock to die on. Yeah. And I'm just like on that rock. I'm going to build my fucking church. All right. So get fucked. <laughs> Put a dollar in the box. <laughs> and I'm just like you put a guy out of work yeah congratulations you put a man out of work i hope you feel good you piece of shit <laughs> i hope they replace him with another white guy i really fucking no do. i think they did i think they found a voice like that like does a lot of youtube stuff that is an indian and everything they should have hired so. him and then all the people they did. Want, that's what i was saying so they should have got the guy who made the fucking documentary oh. do the voice do it i want to watch you fucking do it cry you piece of shit and hit him every time he fucks it up <laughs> 
<gasps> this oh, is what God. real fucking work looks like. Because voice acting ain't that is fucking hard. Yeah. Because you have to inflect to an imaginary fucking screen. Mm-hmm. Over and over and I, over. I know I'm going to rant about this, but I'm just like, I fucking hated that. <laughs> the, the Chris Rant podcast is coming. Don't worry. Hey, Gazaria is a small Jewish man. Yeah. He does Homer Simpson, mm-hmm. who's at least six foot two. Do you think I give a fuck? Mark Hamill did the Joker. <laughs> Is Mark Hamill a psychotic maniac? No, he's cock knocker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Does Jason Mewes just smoke weed? No. No. Okay. Not anymore. Not anymore. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, so mm-hmm. let's kind of like bring it back on who we pick and choose. Now, if you yeah. got a character who's a black person and needs to be played by a black character, yeah, I understand that. Maybe don't let Charlize Theron play her in the fucking movie. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, yeah. I, I can understand that aspect of it. But it's a voice actor. I don't give a shit. As long as yeah. they can do an accent, we hire them for, for that. God, don't let them find out that Bart is actually voiced by a girl. Right. <laughs> and that most young boys in uh, cartoons are voiced by girls. Bobby Hill is yep. voiced by a famous actress from Californication. Yep. It's so fucking funny. Yeah, it's like it, it, all that should matter is the talent. And the thing is, is exactly what you said. Now we have more representation with talent, mm-hmm. so we get to see it more. But back in the early and mid-90s when they're just making this weird counterculture show that just randomly become became a hit. Mm-hmm. No, exactly what you said. There's so many alumni from like Mad TV and, you know, Conan mm-hmm. and all that shit that it's just like they were just pulling from the talent they had. It would be like if the two of us decided to make a cartoon. Guess yeah. what? We'd be reaching out to Mikey to... To do some weird voice we'd be reaching yeah. out to quinn we'd be reaching out to cap it's like and yeah we'd want cool representation maybe on the show and it's like and but you know we would be having to reach to people that we know and if yeah. they can just fill the part they fill the part and like another part of this which i think is kind of like a on a fucked up end is at no point we should make a cartoon yeah <laughs> at no point does he acknowledge that other people are being represented more mm-hmm. in a show like The Simpsons in the early days. We see a gay couple in The Simpsons long before Ellen DeGeneres came the fuck out. Yeah. We we kind of satirize, you know, convenience store robbery mm-hmm. as a thing. But guess what? The robber still likes Apu. He never kills him. Yeah. The oh, fuck? man. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and, and also... It kind of falls under the, the uh, Dr. Huxtable thing. The primary black guy in the show is a doctor. Yeah. He didn't say any shit about that, did he? No. No. Family guy. Talk about inclusion. Mm-hmm. There's so much new shit in that show that pops up, and no one acknowledges it. Yeah. Futurama, the same way. When the, because the great thing about Futurama, they take the Star Trek stance. Yep. We're in the far in the future. Bigotry ain't fucking real. Yeah. Everyone is asexual. Everyone's attracted to uh, one another. And it's the, just you all story, You want to hear the story why uh, Sir Patrick Stewart is bald in Star Trek? Oh, why? Because he said, in the future, no one gives a shit if you're fucking bald. Because <laughs> it's the future. Yeah. No one gives a fuck. And I'm Sir Patrick goddamn Stewart. I was in Dune, you piece of shit. <laughs> and then he shows up and uh, does uh, voice acting on uh, Family Guy. Yeah. Did and a little the- cameo. Yeah, and he he does a very big American dad. He's the yeah, boss. Yeah, he's, he's the boss on that. The director Bullock. But, but uh, for some reason, was, that made me think of the uh, the episode where Stewie uses his like time machine or whatever to like transport the crew of Star Trek from like a Comic Con, mm. and they're like, and everyone is just bitches. Oh, he, kidna- like, he kidnaps like Will Wheaton and all of them from uh-huh. Star Trek. 
Yeah, and it's just like, but I wanted... A, and they get some all in the cars. It's like, I'm hungry. Fine, I'll take you to McDonald's. He's like, I want the six-piece. You'll get what I order you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, no, he's crying. Yeah, but like, even, even some of the other characters, we get satirization of the Italian mob. We get a satirization of... Comic book guy! Yeah, the comic book guy. The biggest piece of shit gatekeeper of all time. Mm-hmm. Worst comic ever. Dude, I remember having comics, Simpson comics, but I remember having the Radioactive Man comics. I had a lot I remember of those. those. I'd get that right next to like a Spider-Man or something like that uh, growing up. Yeah. And Man, I wish I still had them because there's probably fu- the stupidest fucking humors in them. Oh, yeah. But like they, they create a subgenre in their own fucking series. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't talk about how they're the first animated show to kind of use computer graphics in a transition. Yep. You know, that they don't, he, and the guy kind of just misses the fucking whole target when just condemning one thing that's not even worth condemning. Yeah. yeah now it makes I, me wanna, totally I really want to hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> He's in that, Chris. He's in that. That's when I become a monster. <laughs> Get my bandana, son. <laughs> oh, shit. Bandana Chris is coming I back. saw that post today. I saw the picture. It's yes. Like, it's not a great picture, but okay. <laughs> Hey, it works. It's a good, it's a, hey, that is Bandana Chris, though. You, you're giving us some sass. You're like, mm. <laughs> mm. If I could ask Band Credit Bandana Chris, I don't know what he'd say. <laughs> but no, man. Uh, I honestly, I don't think there's going to be any other show that really stacks up to, I don't know, I'd say the Holy Trinity of Futurama, South Park, and Simpsons. I think those mm. are the three pillars of like absolute best adult animation and the only reason i don't include king of the hill on that is there's not as much comedy in king of the hill king of the hill is an irreverent sitcom yes so i almost don't kind of put it in the same category as a simpsons area or a futurama or something everything, like everything that. that happens in king of the hill is plausible yeah it's, it's more grounded, of like a real drama it's, it's just grounded, animated it's, it's grounded in reality mm-hmm you know and that's what i liked about king of the hill so to me that's still in a tier above the oh, yeah. rest of them, oh, a league in its animated own. Animated series breakdown? <laughs> Shit, man. S-A-B-C-D? Uh-huh. Ooh. King of the Hills at the tippy top. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But And it's like right next to those super close ties are those three shows, in my opinion. Yeah. Simpsons, Futurama, and... Um, and another show, like, because of the Simpsons, you know... South Park. Because of the Simpsons and the way what they were able to do, it opened the floodgates for animated shows. It's like not all animated show has to be about kids. Not all of them... And what's funny is we get a little bit of that in some animated shows like the Rugrats that had adult humor in there. And that's dark. Oh, yeah. The big dark time. humor. We, we talked about that yeah, on the yeah, Nickelodeon app. Like, Stu, what are you doing? Contemplating my life. That's just like, <laughs> or the 90s cartoon that we should say, yeah. Yeah, that's just like, oh, God. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? <laughs> He's like, oh, hey, hey, Stu, where's the horse? What? What are you talking about? Dad said you had a horse. What do you? I don't. We don't have a horse. <laughs> yeah, because Dad said you're a one trick pony. And I'm just like, I went back and watched that. I'm just yeah. like, Stu should have curb stomped that motherfucker. His brother in law. He should have killed that motherfucker. <laughs> he should have killed that motherfucker out the gate. <laughs> well, I think we brought it up mainly with Futurama, but it's kind of a little bit of wrap up on this. What's your favorite episode of The Simpsons? Of The Simpsons? Yeah, the uh, Bart stealing the video game. Oh, okay. All I can right. remember that like the back of my fucking hand. Really? It's a, it's a, it's a, one of the, it's it's a fucked up movie, like a, it's a fucked up scene at the yeah. end. Where yeah, because you were saying that that really stuck with you. Yeah, it's just like you were called one thing, mm-hmm. and it's the whole. I thought you were better. Yeah, 
and then Marge is the one who has to got to get physical with him, mm-hmm. and he had got her a gift, and that's what it was. Yeah, and it kind of brings the whole thing down. Yeah, to a personal level because mm-hmm. once you're marked as something like I will say this if somebody marks you as a thief that is something hard to get rid of if someone ever called me that I'd beat the shit out of them oh yeah then they can call me a murderer <laughs> <laughs> you can call me a murderer I don't give a fuck thief though yeah, you better earn that shit <laughs> honestly probably my favorite Simpsons episode and it's the one I've actually watched pretty recently and I just didn't realize how many golden moments were in it mm. And it's the story of Homer talking about the birth and growth of each of his kids. Mm-hmm. And it's that compilation of like, uh, every time he sees that Marge is pregnant, he starts screaming and ripping out his hair and goes mm-hmm. running up the stairs and slams the door. But it's like, that scene was in it. The scene of Bart coming up behind Homer and whacking him with the stool was mm-hmm. in there. It's like, there are so many... Oh, and uh, I think that was even the same episode, the... Um, um, the cops were like trying to look in through the window and he like mm. sees him he's like ha, 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 and like slips and falls busts his ass and rips down the yeah. a towel rack at the same time yeah. like there were so many like golden moments in that episode what about future but, but that but it all still kind of wrapped up in that sweet way where he was like but I wouldn't change it all for the world because he was getting annoyed with Bart he loved Lisa but like it was still getting to become that stressful thing because Lisa was being mm. the bratty little kid and of course bart antagonizing things but then when maggie came along you saw that they animated like this little visual switch Mm. in homer he's just like oh it's my little girl Mm. and like when it clipped back to it and he was like and that was the story of when maggie was born and i've been Mm. happy like with all this before maggie Maggie was born he was gonna quit his job yeah and go work at the bullet alley Mm -hmm. his dream job yep that was it now go to the futurama what was your favorite futurama episode I know it's hard because there's so many fucking gyms. I know. Um, honestly, I really like the one where a bender's having to look for the new apartment with Fry. That's a pretty good one. Um, what about when they uh, Fry realizes that Bender lives in an apartment? <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Oh, well, see, that's one of the reasons why I like that one." Is like he's like he has to stay with Bender, and he's like Bender's like, "Oh yeah, here's my place," doot, 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 and it opens up and it's, it's like closet. this closet, and he's like really you sleep he's like yeah i'm a robot i don't need anything i just come in here shut down and as soon as i'm ready i just leave i don't care about tv or any of this and then they open he's like oh yeah and at the the very end of the episode he's like oh yeah my closet and it's like this lavish fucking place yes and he's like what the fuck (laughs) but that's a great one but honestly I think some of my favorites have to be those heart-wrenching episodes, like like the dog one or that mm-hmm. final episode. Like Some of those are just really damn good. And there was one of the movies that I remember thinking that was pretty yeah, top they, they tier. They ended up breaking those into episodes, like The Beast with a Million Backs or some, uh, 100 Backs or some shit. Mm-hmm. There was one of those movies, though, because Netflix didn't have the series, but they mm-hmm. had the uh, movies put together on there. And I remember watching one of those thinking that it was really good. And honestly, though... I think anything that was heavy with Zoidberg was yeah. like some of my favorite episodes because Zoidberg was just so good. Yeah. My favorite is when you realize how Bender was still Bender, like where he was being inspected by mm-hmm. old boy. Yo, yeah. Yeah. And he's got to get the different parts. Well, like it's, it's, he was certified good. Mm hmm by uh, what's his name that worked in the shipping or worked in uh, Planet Express. Yeah. And he was 
you find out that yeah, he was an inspector back in the day, and instead of incinerating Bender, he gave him a grade A. Yep, get out there, and it's just like that is a fucked up connection, mm-hmm. and it goes right up there with the Moon episode, and it's yeah. just like the first season is has like my favorite episode, and it's the Moon season, Moon episode, yeah, where you find out that hey, like it's a seven, it's a seven leaf clover, and I love that as you know he's reminiscing about you know his basically his nephew yeah and just the the you know the brevity of bender's like i got it and he dug a, he dug a grave yeah he's like i got it oh yeah Click, and he takes the ring too yes <laughs> just like you robbed the grave of this dude's nephew and i'm just like that that seals the fucking deal because they're just like the moon landing is not real <laughs> like it's the future. They would think. And, oh, and I can't remember which episode it was, but it was another bendy, bendy, bender heavy episode. It was. They were like, "Hey, we we need someone to like you know bend these pipes or whatever." He's like, "Back out the way, baby. I got this." You know, bends everything. He's like, "Ta da!" Like that. And they're like, "Oh my god, yeah!" And then they go through a few more things. It's like, "Oh my god, we need this straightened out." And they like, "How look at him?" He's like. Don't look at me. I can't straighten things out. I can only bend things. Yeah. You're like, what? You can, but if you're strong enough to bend it, you should be. He's like, no, watch. Like, his arms fall off. Uh-huh. And he's just like, I can't do it. And then like, he puts his arms back on. He's like, but, and then like turns it into like a fucking twisty knot. And he's yeah. like, I can still do this. And yeah. they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. He's a bending robot. <laughs> yes, robot. he can't straighten things out. <laughs> I love the, I love the thugs. Because it's the same, oh, act, yes. it's the same voice actors from The Simpsons, the Mafia, uh, the Saber, the Robot Thugs. Let's give them the clamp. <laughs> Let me clamp them, boss. But yeah, so we we still got new episodes of Simpsons that we just don't watch. But they've they've been threatening us with a reboot, a continuation of Futurama, even though they gave us, like you said, the perfect ending, and even the perfect ending for binge watching. Because mm-hmm. even if you were to just pick it up mid season and get to that episode, then go back to season one, episode one. It works. No, like it, it. They they really set up a perfect time loop through mm-hmm. that series. So they better have something really fucking good up their sleeves to justify bringing it back. I don't know, man. So like Matt Grounding and all them, and even Mike Judge. Mm-hmm. You know, they well, create, hey, Mike Judge did good with like, Beavis the Butthead Go to Space. That's what I'm saying. Like they created the perfect series, mm-hmm. and if it was a stop, that's fine. Yeah, like they. Like the last episode of King of the Hill, the real last episode with the grill. Yep, fucking perfect. Absolutely, I could really give a shit. Honestly, I'm I'm, I'm a fan mm-hmm. of if they did like a continuation. Oh, and as a, and as a fun little uh, pin at the end of this episode, since you brought up King of the Hill and moments that kind of make you, you know, the and everything. Of course, that final episode of King of the Hill, where Hank, of course, finally really connects with Bobby mm-hmm. on that real father son level, and you're just like, yes, they got there. It's been confirmed that there was a deleted scene out of that montage mm. because you see everyone except Bill. Bill had a scene in there where he had a box of Lenore's old stuff and you see him put it in the trash. And it was supposed to be just that thing of like Bill's finally moved on and maybe he can start improving himself also, which would have been nice because we also came to the conclusion that in those later seasons, Bill was a horrible character. <laughs> Bill, Bill's not a great guy. 
No, but it's Other like than showing Bobby some stuff. Yeah, he's not really a great guy. No, so it's like that's that would have actually been a, at least a nice little pin on his mm. character seeing him finally getting over Lenore. Oh, what, that's what it was—the cake in the freezer. Mm. Uh, he, the, he saw some cake in the freezer, saw it, and just tossed it in the trash. Yeah. It was just like, nope, it's done. Yep. So yeah, so we I think that's kind of what we get at. Even with South Park, they've got the nice little heartfelt moments. So so we like our shows with a little comedy, but with a little heart as well. <laughs> but for this episode of the Couch Brotatoes, I've been Alex and Chris. Do you have any sort of final thoughts on Futurama or The Simpsons? If they go all out and decide to do Futurama again, open with a gut wrencher, just to remind them what the fuck they're watching. <laughs> I want new people to see. You what, asked for this, motherfuckers. This is what you're getting. Show me, show, show me how Farsworth does it. Why he doesn't have kids or some shit? Oh, like his wife and kids are dead. Dun, dun. Hello, everyone. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs>